0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, in the first half of our show, we're going to talk about having a healthy brain to have a healthy life. And this book is written by Dr. Wendy Suzuki. The subtitle is A Personal Program to Activate Your Brain and Do Everything Better. Wendy Suzuki, PhD, runs an interactive research lab at New York, New York University, where her work has been recognized with numerous awards, including the prestigious Trolland Research Award from the National Academy of Sciences. Her research is focused on understanding the patterns of brain activity underlying long-term memory. And more recently, how aerobic exercise might improve our learning, memory, and cognitive abilities. She is a two-time TEDx speaker and is regularly interviewed on television and print about how her work affects on the exercise or how the effects of exercise work for brain function. And she works nationally and internationally as well. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Yeah, yeah. My my question is, I mean, you are a neuroscientist, and you have really <laughs> studied this. How do we know? I mean, I know I was telling you off air what happens for me after I exercise. It's just like I yeah. took a magic pill. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, I have have times when I've been so stressed. I had to drive in traffic in the middle of the night, which is very unusual for me on a highway with truckers. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> and, oh. You know? And the next day, I spent 60 minutes... Doing water aerobics, and Mm -hmm. I walked out of there feeling like I was a completely different person.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you that's exactly because uh, there are physiological changes that happen in your brain as a result of physical aerobic exercise. Um, Neurotransmitter levels, hormone levels, uh, growth factor levels are being immediately uh, affected with exercise. They're going up, and what happens is The uh, neurotransmitters that are typically decreased in depression, Um, serotonin and noradrenaline are increasing with exercise. Um, The neurotransmitter dopamine, which is associated with feelings of reward uh, or anticipation of reward, also increases with exercise. And um, growth factors like uh, one very famous one called BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor is also very, very responsive to exercise and, and just acts to help um, help the brain uh, learn and remember better. Um, right. so, so there's immediate effects happening there. So
1: here's my question. Everything you mentioned that exercise does, if you're stressed or you're down, and instead of doing exercise, you take an antidepressant, will those other factors you mentioned, those improvements, will all of those happen? That's uh, That's a good question. So antidepressants, work to also
2: um, uh, increase the levels of neurotransmitters so that are decreasing right. they depression. Um, they're, they're likely using a different mechanism, actually. I shouldn't even say that because we don't know exactly how exercise is increasing levels of these neurotransmitters. We just know that it does. So mm. if your question is, does it work um, uh, um, as well or the same way if you're also taking the medications, mm. I can turn to research showing that... Um, if you compare uh, the effects of regular exercise with just use of antidepressants, right. um, exercise can be as effective as antidepressants, mm-hmm. and using them together, at least in this one key study, um, didn't give an additive effect, but it didn't mm. decrease overall effects yeah. either. Yeah. But my take-home there is that exercise alone, don't have to pay for any drugs. Mm-hmm. It's free. You can, As long as you have a good exercise regime, you can fall back on. Um, yeah. can uh, significantly uh, affect uh, mood, um, mood levels um, yeah. in in people with um, depression.
1: It has really helped me, and I know for me, and I, I'm sure you know that we have, we have so much ADHD around today, you know, with yes. children. And when I when I was a child, it wasn't labeled that way. I don't think people knew what that was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was a little girl like banging my head. You know, I was like a headbanger, or you know, yeah. I'd, I'd shake the crib. And I think uh-huh. that was all part of that. And I'm find as an adult, I need that rocking motion sensation. It does something mm-hmm. to my system. So, yeah. you know, and I'm sure that helps a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, um,
2: I, the other thing that I'll say is that from the neuroscience literature, the most common positive effect of increased aerobic exercise in people that has been reported is improvements in your ability to shift and focus your attention with, mm-hmm. with exercise. So... Um, it would be very, very important and useful to start to direct some of these studies specifically at uh, patients with ADHD, um, that is, mm-hmm. younger, younger children with ADHD. Yep. Some yep. of that work has been done, but there's certainly a lot more that can be done using powerful randomized control trials where you have a real specific control group. And mm-hmm. um, uh, clearly the evidence so far suggests that it would be a
1: very effective um, um, uh, Interventions for ADHD. Okay. So give us some tips on how we can sharpen our thinking and increase our memory capacity. And because yeah. this is your book, Healthy Brain, Happy Life. Now, exercise is one of them. But what are mm-hmm. some other things? Should we be doing word games? Should we be doing improv? we really have to use your mind spontaneously? And what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So certainly
2: any kind of, uh, um, especially when we get, as we get older, any kind of Intellectual stimulation, like you know, word games or, or social stimulation, has mm-hmm. been shown specifically to be very important, are useful. But let me try and just uh, um, pinpoint some key features that, that we know have direct um, positive effects on the brain. In addition to exercise, well, actually, can I just go back to exercise sure, of for one key point sure. that I think that people do not realize, and that is that. Increases in physical aerobic exercise, we've shown in animal studies, can actually stimulate the birth of brand new brain cells in a key brain area important for long-term memory. Now, I don't know about you, but I want the best long-term memory that I can get. And there's only one way that we know that can stimulate the birth of brand new brain cells in this key structure, and that is aerobic exercise. So for me, that acts as a major, major uh, motivation to keep going to the gym, even on those mornings where I really don't have, want to, and I certainly have those mornings just like everybody else. So that's a very specific um, thing uh, that exercise does, is very specific kind of brain-centered effect. And it's not just you know, general kinds of positive things like eating your vegetables is good for you. <clears throat> Exercise has those general positive things, but it also has very specific things that it does.
1: Now, let well, me move it, on to something. Well, it some helps things. the body yeah. and the mind. I mean, it's doing a yeah. lot of things, a lot of things exactly. at once. Yeah, exactly.
2: So that's that's a, a a quick overview of exercise. The other thing that I spend quite a bit of time talking about in the book, because I practice it myself, is meditation. Now, we know overall less about meditation than we do about exercise, mainly because uh, you can study exercise in, in very powerful animal model systems, and then, uh, to date, nobody has figured out how to get an animal to meditate, but uh, we do know uh, effects of meditation in people. And some of those effects have similarities to the positive effects of exercise, that is decreased stress levels and increased ability to focus and shift your attention and um, it's still unclear exactly how meditation is doing this. I would say we have more of an idea of some of the signaling pathways that physical aerobic exercise is using, but uh, it's a it has been shown to be an effective way to improve, um, uh, decrease stress levels and improve attention functions in, in people. That is meditation. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third one that I'll mention that I talk about uh, a little bit in the book is um, things to... Uh, literally
1: make your brain happy. So yeah, one I was reading of, that. I want you to know what, what some of those are.
2: Yeah. So um, how do I define that? That's not a particularly neuroscientific term, make your brain happy. But what I'm referring to is uh, what allows the release of this key neurotransmitter dopamine. Mm-hmm. Dopamine gets released, we know for sure from, from studies, um, um, upon uh, anticipation of or receipt of pleasurable kinds of stimulation. So chocolate, right. eating chocolate, if you're a chocolate fan, we'll do that. Uh, your favorite foods, those that you, We already know every one of us has a list of things that we know gives uh, our brains pleasure. And so the idea is just to become aware of those things, to, to you know, uh, um, give that to your brain when it needs it, when you're down, when you're stressed. Yeah. Use that knowledge. Um, but the one... Uh, I I just want to ask you something.
1: I want to ask you, could it also be something visual? For example, I will buy roses each week and and look at them as I'm working, and they really make me happy.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. Visual stimulation can also uh, stimulate these same pathways. And there's a new and exciting uh, area of research in neuroscience called neuroaesthetics uh, that asks, Mm -hmm. first, what happens in your brain when you experience beauty in yeah. Various forms. It could be a sculpture, yes. it could be a painting, it could be music. music um, yeah. And then what happens to your brain? And a lot of those systems are, um, the beauty is partially defined as beauty because mm-hmm. it is stimulating our reward centers. This is, yes. we find it intrinsically uh, pleasurable. And yeah. uh, so, absolutely, buying the roses is, is another good thing. But yeah. maybe you didn't know that uh, one of the ways that has been shown to activate that dopamine system is. Altruism. So doing something okay. yes. for somebody else, irrespective yes. of whether they know it or don't yeah. know it, uh, that is whether you get credit, we uh, has been shown to significantly increase um, dopamine, release, dopamine release in the brain. And I love that example because um, at every moment of the day, we have the, the, the potential to be able to do something good for somebody else. And uh, when you, uh, in addition, have that information that, that doing that act is... Um, is really a big uh, pleasure center or pleasure um, uh, uh, pot for your brain, Uh, it gives you even more motivation to be able to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. We have a couple minutes before break. How about leveraging good aspects of our our environment, including our bodies, and protect ourselves against the bad, like negative thoughts and trauma and stress? Give us some tips on that.
2: Sure. So um, one of the tips that I love the most in terms of uh, kind of uh, protecting ourselves from negative thoughts is um, the use of affirmations. So um, as you probably read in, in the book, I am a certified um, fitness instructor in addition to be a neurosci- neuroscientist. And one of the, um, or the, the class that I, I teach is a class that was developed by an amazing fitness instructor in New York named Patricia Moreno. And it's a class that combines physical movements from kickbox and dance and yoga with positive spoken Affirmations. So you say mm. positive things like, I believe I will succeed. I hold space in my heart for all good things to come to me, things like that. And the idea is that by actually declaring these things, by stating them out loud um, uh, instead of just thinking them internally when you don't know exactly how strong those th- thoughts are, um, you are replacing negative thoughts that you might be having um, at the gym in particular uh, with these positive thoughts. And um, you don't have to find a class like this to do it. You can you can add uh, positive affirmations, either spoken or just thought in your mind, to any activity that you're doing, walking down the street, taking your dog for a walk, playing with your kids. Um, add a little affirmation or add it to whatever uh, fun uh, um, gym class that you're already going to. And uh, there's something about declaring these positive thoughts that mm. make them stick better. And Absolutely. so it's one of my favorite things. All tips. right.
1: All right, we're going to take it. a break. And when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Wendy Suzuki. Her book is Healthy Brain, Happy Life, a personal program to activate your brain and do everything better. And the website for the book? Uh,
2: Wendy, uh, the website is www.wendysuzuki.com.
1: Very easy. Right, S-U-Z-U-K-I.com. You're listening to yes. the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. will be right back.
2: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out.
0: Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11
2: a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: We'll turn up your perspective
2: on life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My guest is Dr. Wendy Suzuki. Her book is Healthy Brain, Happy Life a personal program to activate your brain and do everything better. Dr. Wendy Suzuki runs an interactive research lab at New York University where her work has been recognized with numerous awards. Her research focuses on the understanding the patterns of brain activity that are underlying long-term memory, and more recently, how aerobic exercise could improve our learning, memory, and cognitive abilities. And she also was a two-time TEDx speaker and is regularly interviewed on television and radio as well, and is one of the top neuroscience researchers in the country. Welcome back, Wendy.
2: Thank you, Patricia. All
1: right, let's talk about these brain hacks. Explain what a brain hack is. This is written, you have brain hacks in every chapter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, one of the things I love about this book is that we decided to uh, end each chapter with a number of what I call brain hacks, which are really easy to do. Usually they're four minutes or less, Um, they take only four minutes or less, Um, ways to actually implement the topic that I talk about in the chapter. So ways to implement more exercise into your life. Let's say you don't have an hour to go to the gym. Can you start small? That's one of the main take-home messages. Absolutely, you can start small. It's important to start small to build up a regular exercise practice. Or how do I start to meditate when I've never done it before and, and I can't sit still for 10 minutes? Um, or how do I bring more creativity into my life? So they're just really easy uh, ways to, um, uh, to, to start to do a number of these, these
1: things. Yeah, which is which is really good. So let's talk about though. You talk about um different parts of the brain, auditory, olfactory, visual, cognitive, even taste mm-hmm. and motor. So give us an example of one of those.
2: Sure. So um I do uh try and give a, a basic overview of some basic brain anatomy, the the anatomical connectivity of the brain is one of my specialties in in neuroscience. And so, you know, um, I guess I'll just start with the largest part of the human brain, which is devoted to vision. And um, we are very visual animals. And uh, the back part of their brain, right behind the, the back part of your head, is primary visual cortex. But uh, a large part of the brain, some estimates are up to 70% of the brain are involved, uh, are involved with um, processing at least some aspect of vision. So we're very, very visual animals. Um, that's not to say uh, other senses aren't, aren't important as well. Um, um I point out locations of the auditory cortex, which happens to be on the side of the brain near the ears doesn't have to necessarily be near the primary sensory organ, but that's where auditory uh, cortex happens to be and um, I also point out the location of the key structure that I've studied uh, for the last 25 years, which uh, is critical for long-term memory and it's called the hippocampus. Um, we have two hippocampi, one on the right, one on the left, and it's very deep in the temporal lobe, which is the lobe on the side and kind of lower into the brain, uh, kind of buried very deep into into the brain. And again, uh, it's important um, uh, classically, we know it's critical for our ability to form new long-term memories. But the exciting new idea is that the hippocampus may also be important for... Um, for imagination, that is, uh, um, being able to come up with a description of something that we've never experienced before, and um, putting that together in our minds. So, um, as I mentioned uh, in in the first segment, aerobic exercise, we know, can stimulate the birth of brand new brain cells in the brain's hippocampus, which suggests that that, uh, it could stimulate um, and improve not only our long-term memory, but also our capacity for imagination, a key component of creativity, which is a really exciting thing to be able to do with, with, with your regular exercise regime.
1: So, would you say then, is it fair to say that the more creative you are, you know, because you're thinking out of the box, if you will, the more you're stimulating your brain, like you are with that? You're exercising your brain by being creative.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, I, I certainly don't mean to say that the hippocampus is the only brain area involved in creativity. Creativity is a very, very complex topic and um, uh, function and it's using many many widespread brain areas but one component that is imagination kind of putting together things that you already have in your, in your long-term memory together in perhaps new ways uh, appears to be involved uh, engaging the hippocampus.
1: Just, yeah, which is great. Let's, uh, let's talk about the auditory to an olfactory. So the hearing, right, and the smelling and the mm-hmm. tasting, that's all part of this. Uh, uh, do you mean creativity or, or brain function? I'm talking about, yeah, the brain function in terms of the brain yeah. hacks and different sure. exercises sure. There's you might have.
2: Um, all of these things are, are certainly represented in the brain. So um, we went over auditory. Uh, so primary auditory cortex is located on the lateral, on the side surface of the brain. Um and uh, uh, olfaction uh, is very interesting because uh, there's only two brain areas that, where brand-new brain cells can be born as adults. So during development, we, we, all of our brain cells, the neurons, are born. And um, after that, almost no new neurons are born in the rest of the brain, except for two places. One is the hippocampus that I mentioned, uh, and that, that Birth is stimulated by, the, um, by aerobic exercise. And the second place where brand-new brain cells can be born is called the olfactory bulb, which is critical for our ability to perceive uh, olfactory, distinguish olfactory uh, information. And um, as you probably know, taste and smell go, go v- close together. And, and taste cortex is located in the vicinity of that olfactory bulb, which is basically right uh, behind your nose. And um, uh, everybody has done the test, or maybe you've done the test in science class, where you eat a, um, a jelly bean um, normally, and you can taste the flavor, but then mm. you pinch your nose, and you eat another jelly bean, and you can't taste anything at all until you unplug your nose, which shows mm. you how much olfactory sense is uh, contributing to our, taste, uh, our sense of taste.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we take it for granted. But we don't realize you know, when, you don't, when you don't have that, that sense working for you, it does make yes. a difference.
2: Yes, absolutely. And so um, I'll just add, finish my story about how to stimulate the birth of new brain cells in the brain. Um, so in the olfactory bulb, as I said, uh, there are new brain cells that can be born that are continuously born in adulthood. Many of them die. But we know from studies in animals that the way to up that uh, birth of brand-new brain cells in your olfactory bulb now is not with exercise. Exercise doesn't help with that, but with um, olfactory enrichment, you can up the birth of brand-new brain cells. Uh, So in rodents, if you give them an array of different smells to smell and change those smells every day, you can show that there's significantly more brain cells born in uh, the olfactory bulb of the rodents which leads me to hypothesize that I talk about in the book that um, people that are doing jobs that where they have to use their sense of smell a lot, um, people that work in the perfume industry, chefs use their sense a lot, sommeliers use their sense of smell a lot. So the uh, hypothesis is that people in these um, uh, kinds of professions will have significantly larger olfactory bulbs than the rest of us, just like musicians have significantly larger representations of motor areas that they're using. Pianists have large Mm -hmm. uh, motor Mm -hmm. representations in the brain. So um, this is an example of what we call brain plasticity, the ability of the brain brain, to change in response to the environment. And those are two really nice examples of, of how we know that happens. Yeah.
1: What would you say is really the major message and takeaway of your book? I mean, there are many, but, you know, to have a healthy brain and a happy life and really activate your brain, what are some things that you'd like to leave our listeners with that they really should look at doing?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the two top things that I talk about in this book are physical aerobic exercise and meditation. Um, I, I describe all the ways that these areas are changing the neurobiology of our brain that we know of right now. And I think the take-home message is you don't have to be a triathlete or a monk to start to take advantage of this. You can start small, and um, that's why I give you the the brain hacks for both exercise and meditation. And that can send you on the way to be able to take advantage of all these brain-building kinds of functions that we know that exercise and meditation can do for
1: you. Yeah, which is really great. How can people get the book?
2: Yeah, so best way is to go to my website, www.wendysuzuki.com, and um, you'll see the link to, my, uh, to the book, and it gives you an easy way to click and, and buy the book. But it's available all over the place, amazon.com, com, Barnes & Noble, you could actually walk into the store and buy it too. So very easy
1: to find. And at the end of each chapter, you have brain hacks, when the brain hacks mean things that you can do around yes. each of these centers of the brain, right, to right. stimulate them. Yes, to stimulate absolutely. them. All right. Do you think we're going to? Um, this is going to increase as we, you know, w- where is the science going in the next five or ten years? I guess is the question.
2: Yeah, I, I see the science becoming much, much more specific in terms of not just exercise generally is good for your brain, but what, how, what kind of exercise, how long exercise, oh. um, um, and and. How? What is the formula to maximize specific brain functions? Let's say I want wow. to focus on my memory. What is the exercise regime, or the meditation regime, or the combination regime that will maximize these things? So much more specific, uh, um, kind of. Realistic, uh, uh, practical uh, uh, kinds of information is what I what I see it's coming, and also the pathways exactly how this is working, and those pathways to understand yeah. how. Yeah, we'll probably the we'll brand. probably
1: see that on a Fitbit in the next two or three years, right? <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. That would be wonderful. You know, yeah, the little uh, the little watch that tells you everything. Well, this has been great. And again, people can log on to wendysuzuki.com. Wendy, S-U-Z-U-K-I. The name of the book is Healthy Brain, Happy Life, a personal program to activate your brain and do everything better. Thank you so much for being on the program, Wendy. Thank you so much, Patricia. All right. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right. Next okay. up is our next interview. Stay tuned, folks. We're right here on the Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back.